The thought causes feelings. The feelings causes behavior. New behavior causes new results until finally you find the method and voila, it happens. That's manifestation. That's the law of attraction. That's how it works. It's not mystical. It's practical. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly. This is episode 19, and we are discussing the law of attraction. I've mentioned it several times in some of the other episodes, and I want to clarify that and demystify it for a bunch of people. Why? Well, first off, it's extremely important that you understand how all of this mindset works. But in addition, there's a lot of confusion about what the law of attraction is. It seems mystical. It seems like some woo-woo nonsense. There's all kinds of contorted beliefs around it. And really, it needs to be something simple that you understand. In order to educate you better on what the law of attraction is, we need to go back to the mind. I think that's where the biggest problem and challenge comes when people try and explain this concept. They don't understand the mind. And I've done this before on multiple episodes, but we're going to do it again. I'm going to pull out my friend, the stick person, and I'm going to describe that to you. And I want you to build an image of this in your mind. Because with an image of your mind, you're going to understand how to shift your mind, how to leverage the law better and avoid some of the confusion that's out there. So I want you to draw in your mind a circle, a rather large circle. This is your mind. It's going to be attached to your body through a thin line, through a, a little neck, and the body's a smaller circle underneath. And you can put some arms and some legs on that. So we have a very large circle, it looks like a stick person, for your head and a small circle for your body. The mind is the master, the body is the servant. Your body is going to do whatever the mind commands it to. And that's why the mind is that bigger circle. And in the middle of that bigger circle of the mind, we draw a little line straight across. And the top portion of this mind is your conscious thinking, educated mind. And the bottom is your subconscious mind. Now, this podcast is called Reprogram Your Mind. I assume that you already are aware that you are programmed to live the life that you're living, that up to 95% of your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, the results that you get on your life come from the subconscious program. That's what controls your life. Most of the time, we are not thinking, we're not using our conscious thinking mind in order to direct our lives. We're just sort of running uh, a daily program. You wake up just about the same time every day, you, you go to work, you commute on the same path every single day, you have the same conversations with generally the same people at work every single day. You have the same problems, the same frustrations, you probably eat lunch about the same time and go to the same five places every single day. You come home and you have the same conversations with those that you love at home. You have generally the same evening routine, do the same thing. You do the same thing to entertain yourself before going to bed and just starting it all over again, right? That's when we look at our life being programmed, we have to look at the patterns that we have. And I remember a conversation with one woman who was working in the emergency room, and she was saying, I, I'm not programmed. Every day is different. I said, I beg to differ, because getting to and from work is generally the same. All of your outside work activities are pretty normal, right? Yep, they're pretty consistent. 
And you say at work, every day is different, but I guarantee you at work, every single day, you are in some sort of crisis mode. Some days are really busy and some days are maybe very slow, but there's going to be crisis and you're going to go through the same thought pattern. You're generally going to feel the same way. Now, you may not be affected by the chaos at work in the emergency room, but chances are your mind is working the same way. It goes through the same list of things to do whenever a patient comes in. You're going to have generally the same conversations with doctors. It's called a routine. This is what happens. And when she saw it that way, she saw the broad strokes of her life. She goes, oh, yeah, the details, the circumstances might be different, but my mindset is generally the same. I know that's you. I know that your mind works in that routine because my mind works in that routine. Everybody's mind works in that routine. But why do some people have better results than others? How come some people are millionaires and other people are struggling to pay their bills? You can have two people working for the same company, being salesmen of the same products, and one salesperson is doing extremely well and another salesperson is struggling. What's the difference? It has to do with the set point of that mind. It has to do with what that mind believes about themselves, the frequency that they're living in, what they're attracting to their lives. That's what the difference is. And most of that is all of the subconscious programming that happens in our mind. So we have that basic understanding of ourselves and our lives. How does the law of attraction come in? And what does that mean for us? First off, the law of attraction was really popularized in the movie, The Secret. The idea being, if you just think happy, healthy, wealthy thoughts, your life will automatically become happy, healthy, and wealthy. And I think any amount of critical thinking about that concept shows that that's not true. Why? Because you're programmed to live your life. Most people are not thinking. Most people are allowing the environment to do their thinking for them. And if people do have some sort of conscious awareness, they're not even aware of really how to think. So you can think happy, healthy thoughts all that you want, but until you are programmed in your subconscious mind to live a happy, healthy, wealthy life, you aren't going to have one. I get tons of flack from critics when I talk about wealth being a mindset, but it absolutely 100% is. In a previous career, I worked in social services. I worked with people that were suffering from intergenerational poverty, and we had this incredible training called Bridges Out of Poverty, which was government-sponsored research. Um, and the title is a, sort of a misnomer anyways, because they didn't have any solutions for poverty. The whole purpose of this training was to teach social workers that poverty is a mindset, that you think differently when you are struggling with intergenerational poverty than you do if you are wealthy. And there were all kinds of exercises and examples. The problem was is they didn't have a solution for how to change it. How do you change it? Well, we don't really have a solution. I even asked the presenters, how do we change it? We don't know. So I said, well, then the title of this training is terrible because there's, there's no way that you know how to escape poverty. What was ironic was a year or two later, I learned how to escape poverty myself because I was earning $35,000 a year. Uh, I was a single income provider for my three children. My wife was medically disabled. Uh, we were really struggling. How did I get out? I learned about the mind and I changed my programming and conditioning. And all of a sudden, I started attracting different things into my life. You have to look at any result that you're getting in your life. If you are lonely, if you feel like you're a victim, if you're not earning the amount of money that you want to be earning, if you are always angry or frustrated or outraged or upset, if you blame everybody for your life, all of these things are part of the programming and conditioning. 
and you will attract more into your life that's in that same frequency until you start changing how you think. You might call that BS, but I've lived it. And I know many other people that have lived this and changed it. And here is how it works. Yes, the secret says, change what you're thinking. That's true. But you can't just change it and think a positive thought and have everything in your life change. You have to run it through your mind. Remember, there's your conscious thinking mind, there's your subconscious or emotional mind, and then your body. And the idea moves from your conscious thinking mind into your subconscious mind, which means that you are emotionally engaged and involved with that idea. And then that emotion, that energy in your subconscious mind moves your body into action. And this is where I think many people talk about law of attraction and say, go write this, write your goal down three, six, nine times, or hold this crystal and it's a new moon portal or whatever it is, <laughs> and take advantage of it so you can use the mystical energies to change the result in your life. They've got it wrong because it's, you don't have to jump backwards three times and stand on your head and drink mushroom tea in order to manifest things. Manifestation is a very practical thing. We do it all the time. Everything in this world is manifested from non-physical thought into physical form. That's what the word manifestation means. Manifestation means you take a non-physical idea and you turn it into physical, tangible results. If you're listening to this on your phone, your phone was created in the mind of another person in a non-physical form. And people had to work, put effort into learning, learning how to operate electronics, learning how to do different things in different ways that hadn't been done before to compact all of this incredible technology into this little phone that you have. And so there's a trial and error and a testing and an improvement and a refinement to get you the product that you have. But it started out as non-physical. It didn't exist until people started to work and put in effort to make it true to make it fact, to make it physical form. Everything in the world is created twice. Everything is created twice. First spiritually, non-physically, and then physically. Everything. There's nothing out there that doesn't follow in nature. Understanding all of this helps you get the law of attraction on a deeper level. Nature works by the same principle. If you take an acorn, we know that an acorn turns into an oak tree. Well, where is the oak tree? Is the oak tree inside of the acorn? Is it just hiding? We just have to open it up and let it out and then it grows up? No, there is a pattern plan that is coded into the cells of the acorn. It is non-physical, it exists in a pattern. And what happens is the acorn, when it's planted in the right environment and nourished, it grows into the oak tree by a form of transmuting the energy around it. All of the particles in the ground and in the air, the ether gas, the water, all of the particles of energy that are in harmony begin marching towards that acorn like an obedient servant, and they merge with it. They come together with it. They merge and become bigger. They become more. They become inseparable. No longer are they the different particles of nutrients and the pattern plan. They merge together, and they become something physical. The roots begin to grow down. The sprout breaks through the surface of the earth. And it begins to take in more energy, more particles from the air, from the sunlight into it to make it stronger. And if you continue to nourish and grow, eventually that seedling becomes the oak tree. The oak tree was in the environment 
to begin with. It was non-physical. You couldn't see it. It was invisible. It became physical through a process of transmutation of energy. Your goal is the exact same thing. There's no difference between creating the acorn and you creating abundance of happiness, health, and wealth in your life. How do you do it? Well, your mind that I described in the beginning is an instrument for transmuting non-physical energy and ideas and thoughts into physical matter. This is how artwork is created. This is how songs are made. This is how buildings are built. This is how our lives are made. We have an idea. We have a thought. We become emotionally involved enough with that idea that we want to try to make it happen. And then we make it happen. So we're going to work together and we're going to manifest something right now because I think a practical experience is the best way for you to understand it. And then I'll break down exactly exactly what is happening in your mind and how it translates to the law of attraction. So you and I are going to manifest a pizza together. So I want you to think about your favorite pizza. And everybody loves pizza, okay? Everybody likes some kind of pizza. So I want you to think about the best pizza that you've had in your life. What was it? Was it was it thin crust and crispy? Was it a, a thick Chicago style? In fact, the pizza that comes to my mind comes from the place I took my family, a little pizzeria called Via 313, from 313. Area code 313 is Detroit. I'm from Michigan. And uh, it was really good pizza. That pizza is rectangular, ooh, and it's kind of crispy around the edges. And it had such incredible flavor. We had one with sausage and ricotta cheese on it. We had another with smoked pepperoni covered by cheese and with more pepperoni on top. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So I want you to think, what, what are the toppings you love to have on your pizza? Is it pepperoni? Is it banana peppers, mushrooms, onions? What is it that you really, really like? And what just happened to me, the more I talk about it, I start salivating. I start going, oh yeah, you know what? That sounds really good to me. My body starts acting and getting ready to start eating the pizza. That's why it's salivating. I'm preparing to ingest food and I'm getting excited. My, boss, my body is becoming physiologically aroused by that idea and I'm so excited about it. If I continue to think about pizza and continue to, continue to get emotionally involved in pizza, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm either gonna take my family out for pizza or I'm gonna call and order a pizza, or I'm gonna pull up an app and I'm gonna order a pizza, and 30 minutes later, or however long it takes for that pizza to be prepared, it's gonna show up on my doorstep. That takes a non-physical idea, right? And, and an idea is a thing, thoughts are things. If you are thinking about pizza, it's because I decided to put that thought into your mind. And if you got emotionally involved with it so your body started reacting, that idea is changing your body. That idea is changing you right now. And if you continue to get emotionally involved with that idea, it's going to force you to take action. Part of manifestation is taking action. Now, there is a whole symphony of things outside of your control, outside of your awareness that are happening, that are conspiring, that are working together to help you enjoy that pizza. There were app developers and all kinds of people that got the app together and coordinated with the restaurants and have all the technology and all that training in there so that you can open up your app and press buttons and voila, someone gets the order on the other side. There are employees that are going to go through and put the toppings on your pizza and put it in the oven and bake it and check it. There's going to be people that drive it to you. In fact, if you even go back further, there's this entire symphony of activity even behind that. There are people that are running businesses to deliver the food and the farmers that are growing it. There is so much unseen 
hidden things that you're unaware of because you just called Domino's and you had a pizza delivered. But there is activity going on in the universe outside of your awareness that is working to help you. You just aren't aware of it yet. One of the interesting things about this idea of manifesting a pizza, you are going to use the methods that are available to you that you're aware of. So is that an app? Is that a phone call? Is it going out to a restaurant? Is it making one yourself? Maybe you're the type of person that makes their own pizza or has one of these really fancy wood-fired ovens outside You know that I see on TikTok all of the time. However you know that you're going to get the pizza that you want, you're going to go follow that method. So if you think about attracting money, you need to learn multiple ways to earn money because money comes through the channel through which you are aware. And if you are only aware of how to get money through your job, we need to grow your awareness beyond that. If you want to develop a relationship, for example you are going to have to go to the place where you meet people, where you're aware to meet people. Online dating, going to a bar, going to a restaurant, hanging out with a friend. Whatever you want comes through the channels that you have open to it. With this example of the pizza, I think it's really perfect to examine that if you got really emotionally involved with this idea of enjoying the perfect pizza for lunch or for dinner, if you didn't take the action, if you didn't go to the restaurant and order it, if you didn't go to the store to buy the things you needed to make it, if you didn't pull up an app and, and order it or call Domino's, you're not going to get a pizza. We don't have the awareness to concentrate enough. We don't have the focus. We don't have the belief to just physically manifest a pizza on our, on our dinner table. When we evolve to that point, I'm sure we can do that, but we haven't evolved there yet. Is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Why is it possible? Because I just thought of it. I just had that thought. I think that any thought that we have means that we can do something. And we see this all the time creatively. People are inventing technology to go to the moon or, or go to Mars now, or they're inventing technology to tell a better story. We invent things to aid our imagination in making something real. So you have to take action. And that's what a lot of people are missing when they discuss law of attraction. Just be thinking about it all the time. Think about it all the time. Um, but they also say, let it go. If you've heard this, you have to really focus on what you want and think about it, but also let it go. What the hell does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. You got so emotionally involved with this pizza, you're going to go order a pizza, and as soon as the order's in, you're not going to worry about it. You're not going to think about it. You're going to trust that the universe and this entire symphony of behavior behind the scenes that you're not aware of is going to conspire to deliver that pizza to you on time. That's what it means. Like if, if you wanted to overly control and force the pizza manifestation to happen because you were so anxious and so worried and you didn't trust, you thought Domino's is just going to screw up my order again, that you drove down there and said, no, I want to come and I want to help make the pizza. I got to make sure that it's right. They're going to get pissed at you and throw you out and say, screw you. We're not giving you your pizza. We're just going to cancel your order because you're obnoxious. You're not letting us work. How many times do we do that with the dreams and the goals that we have is we let it go out of our control and then we start worrying about it and we start obsessing about it in a negative way, not in a positive way, like it's coming, it's going to be mine, it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome. No, we start to freak out and we doubt and we worry and we panic about it 
And now we're emotionally involved in the idea of not having it. When you are emotionally involved with the idea of not having it, that energy starts to go to work as well. And most of the time, most people are not in control of their emotions. They're not in control of how your mind is working. And you are looking at all of the evidence around us of not having the thing and you want it so bad because you don't have it that the idea, the emotion comes from lack. And that's in our subconscious mind. And that will lead us to behave in ways that will push away everything that we want. It's the emotional involvement that's the key that most of the people that talk about law of attraction are missing. So let's go back to the beginning of this. When I first mentioned the pizza, substitute in for this idea of a pizza, your own goal. What is it that you want? You want the dream relationship? You want a dream house, dream vacation? You just want to be super happy and healthy? You want to earn more money? Whatever it is the goal is, uh, whatever goal you have, I want you to think about that. What most people want to manifest, right, is greater wealth and money. But we have all kinds of interesting emotions and feelings about money that start to push it away. But let's think about it. Let's think about a financial goal. What if you could multiply your current income by 10? What if you could take your annual income and earn that in a month? I've done that. I've literally done that. I've earned my annual income in a week previously. This isn't about bragging because I know how it happened. And I'm super grateful for learning this information. I'm super grateful for my journey. But I say this not to impress you, but to impress upon you the power of what I'm teaching here. So I used to earn $35,000 a year. That was the most I ever earned on an individual salary. Actually, it was an hourly wage, $17 and some odd cents per hour. The most that I've earned in a week was $42,000. And that's cash received, not sales generated. How in the hell does that happen? This doesn't happen very often, right? So this thought, the goal, whatever it is, taking your annual income and turning it into a monthly income, it's an idea. It's non-physical. It's currently not expressed in your results. It would be silly for us to say that, uh, that it is out there for you right now. You don't have it. We know that, but we can let that idea go. The thought of, of multiplying your income is an idea. That idea is non-physical in nature, but it feels exciting. Like, I just want you to think about it. In fact, if you want to take out a calculator or take out your phone and pull up your current annual salary and multiply it by 12 and start thinking, what would you do with that kind of money? I guarantee you that you are gonna get emotionally involved. That's gonna affect your emotions. You're gonna get excited about it or you're gonna get angry and reject the idea and think I'm full of shit and wanna stop listening. The longer you think about this idea, you are going to react emotionally. That means the idea is doing something in your subconscious mind. The idea exists on a frequency of thought. All thought is on a frequency. And all frequencies are hooked up and and connected together. The frequency of thought of someone that earns a million dollars a month is very different from the frequency of thought of someone that earns a thousand dollars a month. It just is. They think different. Now that frequency starts to change in your emotions. You feel something different. You feel energy moving in your chest. You might feel tightness. You might feel butterflies in your stomach. All of those emotional experiences that we have is energy shifting in your body. When we say we're happy, 
or we are sad, or we are outraged, or we are frustrated, we are using words to describe the conscious awareness of the frequency of the energy that we're living with right now that's in our body. And if you're getting excited about this idea or enthusiastic about this idea, that means you are positively emotionally involved in this idea. That emotion, that frequency radiates off of you, radiates off of your words, off of your eye contact, off of your body language. You can feel it when someone is in a high vibe, right? We've all had this experience of walking past a room and there's a party going on or some kind of excitement and you're like, man, I wonder what's happening in there. It looks like a lot of fun. I wish I could, I want to be a part of that room. And we've all had the the experience of walking past a room where everyone is dour and down and you be like, I don't want to go in there. I mean, I used to work for the government guys. I know what it's like to go into the motor vehicle division right? And be like, man, everyone in here probably hates their life. I hate being in here. The vibe is just off. And everybody has had the, the experience of being on vacation or doing what they love, and it's high energy and so much fun. And you want to live that way. We, we have this gift, this intuitive gift to decipher energy, and we just put words to it. We call it vibe because we're referring to the vibration, the frequency of energy that people are on. It's the frequency of energy in your subconscious mind that change, changes how you emotionally involved you are. And if you get really emotionally involved in this idea of multiplying your income, you're going to start doing things differently. If you believe that I am telling the truth, if you believe that my story has validity, if you believe that maybe I can teach you to do better, you're going to keep listening to this podcast. If you are emotionally involved in the idea that you think I'm a scam and a fraud and I'm an idiot and I'm talking from privilege and you don't want to listen to me anymore, you're going to change your behavior and you're going to swipe or you're going to turn, turn off the podcast and go away or whatever it is. Depending on how emotionally involved you are, you're going to do something different. And if I tell you that you should read and study the book Think and Grow Rich because it contains principles in there to help you, now you've taken the idea, the idea of multiplying your income, you've gotten emotionally involved with it, and you're going to put it into action. You're going to go read that book or do coaching or you're going to, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, you're going to start your own business. You're finally going to take action on that new business. Or you're going to go back to school and become a lawyer. Or you're going, you're going to do something different. That is because manifestation works with thought, emotion, and action. You need all three of those in order to create something to manifest from non-physical into physical. Let's discuss some of the confusion out there with law of attraction. People want to say, write your goal three times in the morning, six times middle of the day, and nine times at night. Because 369, Tesla said, hold the keys to the secret of the universe. Now, I often teach this method, the 369 manifestation method, quote finger manifestation method. But I teach it for a different reason. Because in the morning, if you wake up and you're refreshed and you write down your goal three times, I'm so happy and grateful now that I earn over a million dollars every single year easily and continuously, and I love everything about my life, you write that three times in the morning, you're going to focus your mind on it. You're going to be thinking in those pictures and images of what that would be like, and you're going to feel better. You're going to feel, you're emotionally going to connect to that. You're going to be in that frequency, and that frequency is going to guide through into your actions. Now, you come back in the middle of the day, 
and you write it down six times around lunchtime. This refocuses you. It's a little bit longer. It's a little bit harder. You've got other things to do. You're a little bit more tired. So you have even more time to focus your conscious thought on that idea. I'm so happy and grateful now that I earn over a million dollars every single year easily and continuously, and I love everything about my life. You come back and refocus and recharge. And then at night, you come back and do that before you go to bed and you write it nine times. Now, why nine times? Because you're tired. Your senses have been assaulted by everything that's going on, everything in your social media feed, what friends have said to you, what news uh, broadcasters have put into your mind. And you need even more energy to be able to go through and focus on that. So you write it down nine times. I'm so happy and grateful now that I that I earn over a million dollars every single year easily and continuously. Uh, and I love everything about my life. It takes more time, more dedication, more focus, and more effort. And you are going to sleep with that idea in your mind. And when you do that, what happens is in the evening, your subconscious mind starts being open to suggestion from you, from the environment, and those ideas go into your subconscious mind. And now you go to sleep and your subconscious mind is working on this idea. What does this mean? I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning over a million dollars easily and continuously and I love my life. And in the morning when you wake up, that subconscious mind is still sort of open to that suggestion. So you go and you write it those three times in the morning. So you're reinforcing this in your subconscious mind over and over. And the subconscious mind is a goal-seeking mechanism. It wants to find ways to prove that. So now you're asking your, your, uh, your subconscious mind to accept an idea that it currently isn't perceiving in the outside world, and it's either trying to reject the idea or accept the idea. It doesn't really have a choice. It's the process of repetition that gets it to accept it. So if you engage in this kind of repetition over and over again, your subconscious mind is going to accept the idea and say, well, wait a minute, I'm sitting in this job that's not paying me a million dollars every year, and I should be earning a million dollars. I need to be doing something different. And it starts giving you ideas on what you can do to change your income, to improve your income. And these come as little flashes, as little inspirations. It's your subconscious mind trying to break through your conscious mind and say, hey, you got to do something different if you're really going to achieve this. There is a spiritual component to this, the idea that thoughts are things and frequencies of energy that are going to attract like circumstances to you. That part of law of attraction is right. But the law of attraction isn't the primary law here. The law of vibration is. Vibration like attracts like. You know, when you have two little droplets of water and you were to push them together, they become one single drop. You can't divide those apart. Those are in harmony with each other. They're in resonance and now they're stuck together. You will draw more things that are on that same frequency of your thinking. There are other things that happen. I mean, I talk with people all of the time. Uh, that, that say there was something about you, Todd, in your message, in your delivery, in your education, the way that you have your own experiences that you've had that just draw drew me to you. I don't know what that is. Well, that's a that's a frequency. That's an energy. That's a vibration. And like is going to attract like. We have this idea of physical magnetism that opposites attract. A positive charge and a negative charge attack, attract each other. Well, we all know that that's not true with thoughts and, and because we have the, the, the idea of karma. Whatever we put out comes back to us. If you act like a shitty person, you're going to have shitty things happen to you in your turn. If you treat everybody the way that you wish you would be treated, then other people are going to treat you that way. We know that that's the case. Most people are friendly in return to friendship being offered to them. 
Like attracts like, that is true, but it's the vibration that attracts it, not the not just the thinking. The vibration, conscious awareness of vibration is feeling an emotion. What you want to do is get emotionally involved with these ideas. What is your goal? What is your goal? What is it that you want? See it, write it, think about it enough times to get excited about it. You should be excited about life and not frustrated and angry and upset and hurt and offended and all of these negative emotions that the internet seems to magnify so much. And you notice how that's the, the case as well? If you are outraged by the economy and politics and police brutality and corporations and all of these other things, I guarantee you those things are going to show up in your feed, in your algorithm. It's going to give you more of what your current mindset is over and over and over again. It becomes this echo chamber where that's the way that you think that the world is, and now you think and feel and behave that way, that the world is that way. And you see more confirming evidence of that. Well, it works the same way. If you believe that the universe is conspiring to help you, and you believe that you can't fail no matter what, and you know that you are going to be successful, or you're going to quit your job and start your business and earn the kind of money that you want to be earning so that you can take your family on dream Disneyland vacations or go live on a beach somewhere during the summer, which is what I do, and that was my big goal, and you believe that that's going to happen, and you can have that feeling in your mind at all times and then let go of how it's going to happen and just do what you can do today, it's going to lead you to something that you can do tomorrow that gets you closer. It's going to lead you to something after that that gets you closer until it physically manifests. Now, this all sounds fantastical, but it would help if I gave you a really clear example of how this works. I'm going to tell you a story about how my son manifested a MacBook. My oldest son is 13, and he's been wanting his own computer for a while, which as parents kind of terrifies us, but I understand. I get it. He's been talking about a MacBook for, I don't know, probably a year or so. And I certainly am not going to buy him one. I didn't even have one myself until just recently, but actually that's even an inter interesting point. He was talking about a MacBook so much, and I've had one on my vision board since 2016, that I finally decided to go buy one. I was going to buy the top-of-the-line MacBook that was out there. I mean, I spent five grand on my current computer. I'm recording my podcast on it right now. I love it. It was the best decision ever. But it was around the same time that I bought it that he started really talking about wanting it. And I said, well, if that's what you really want, turn it into a goal, because I ain't buying it for you. Not that I don't love you. Not that I can't afford it. I'm not doing that for you, because you're 13. But you can have what you want. You just have to manifest it. Set a goal, get emotionally involved with it. And then if you have any ideas on how to reach it, put them into action. So he did. He wrote a goal. I'm so happy and grateful now that I have my MacBook Pro and I do coding on it and whatever it is that he wrote. Well, he had this idea. Maybe he can get a used or refurbished one. So he's looking on Amazon at the prices of all these and he locks in his mind. I need, you know, three, four hundred dollars for maybe a 10-year-old MacBook Pro. So he got emotionally involved with that idea. And then he had this thought, I wonder if I could sell something at school. What do kids want at school? Kids want soda. So he would go down to the store and he'd walk about three quarters of a mile or so to the store. And then he'd come back three quarters of a mile and he with carrying like three 12 packs of different flavors of Mountain Dew. And he would store them in the fridge and he would put them in his backpack and take them to school and he would sell them on the bus for a buck a pop. So, you know, his cost is about 50 cents. He was earning 50 cents for every sale. It took him maybe three or four weeks to earn about 150 bucks. 
And then at lunchtime, he was trying to sell them, and he was selling them next to the vending machines in school. And an administrator came over and said, you can't do that here. So he, you know, he's polite, and he obliged, and he said, okay. And he came back, and he was angry and frustrated. He says, I can't sell soda at school anymore. There's no way I'm going to be able to get my MacBook. And I said, well, what do you mean? What other ideas do you have? Unless I do kids' homework for $10 an assignment, I'm never going to get my MacBook, right? This is what happens when, when how we think we're going to manifest something doesn't work out, and we get frustrated, and we get angry, and we get doubtful, and we start to be in the wrong vibration. And so I said, well, what is it that the teacher said? He said, I just can't sell it here. Well, why do you think you can't sell it there? Well, maybe it's because uh, I'm taking money from their vending machines, but they don't offer soda. And we just learned this uh, about the Mustang way and the school spirit. And I think what I do is really important for the school. I'm providing a valuable service. I said, tell me about this Mustang spirit thing. That's their mascot. Well, Mustang, the, all the letters mean something in the school. And I said, you're right. The service that you're providing does embody that. What other reasons do you think they have for you not selling it? And he came up with a few reasons. I said, you know what you need to do? I mean, you can do this or not. Why don't you sit down with the principal? Maybe write the principal a letter and say, the service I'm providing is embodying the school spirit. And uh, I know you have this concern or that concern, but here's what I think about that. So he wrote out this beautiful letter. And I said, at the end, I said, why don't you... And the thought just appeared to me, right? Uh, why don't you put in there why you're doing this? You're not just getting this money just to rip people off. Why do you want a computer? I want a computer so I can learn coding. I want to maybe make video games when I grow up. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. Put that goal in there. He had a meeting with the principal and the principal said, I'm sorry, you can't sell here. We have parents that don't want their kids to have caffeinated beverages or maybe they're on medication and we can't monitor that. Plus it takes away from the school vending machine where you're able to, um, uh, where the school is able to get some money and income uh, from it. And we just can't have you sell it on school property. And then he says, but I'm looking for a way that I can get you a MacBook. And I have the message from my son. It's on my phone. I wish I could play it for you. Where he says, he calls and he says, I just had the meeting with the principal. And he says, you can't sell the soda anymore, but he's going to try and find a way to get me a MacBook. This was about May of, of last year, or May of this year, last school year. And uh, it didn't happen before summer. My son was upset all summer because he's like, I don't know if the principal's really going to do this or not. I said, you just have to hold the vision that you're going to have a MacBook Pro. And maybe the principal's not going to get it. So why don't you do something to earn some more money? He did some odd jobs for my my mom when we were up there in Michigan at her place, but just still got emotionally involved with it. He had all kinds of ideas of what he was going to take action on when he came back home. And two days before school, the principal showed up with a refurbished MacBook Pro and gave it to him. And it's his. He was so excited. He was beaming. I gave him a big hug afterwards and I told him, I said, you know, there's no difference between manifesting this computer and manifesting anything else that you want in your life. I want you to know that. So let's analyze this story because I think it perfectly captures this idea. It blends well with the pizza analogy. He really wanted this and he thought about it. He put it on a goal card. He set it to himself in the mirror and he was really focused on it. He did his research. He found what he wanted. He knew how much money he needed and an idea came to him. Now, the idea that came to him was not the idea that got him the MacBook, right? The idea that came to him was to sell soda and that didn't work. That idea led him to another circumstance and condition that would never have happened to him unless he was selling that soda. It led him to, and if he had just said okay and walked away from it, when he was told no by an administrator, 
he never would have the MacBook. Well, he would think of another idea, but we followed the intuition. The ideas started flowing. Maybe you should write a letter. Maybe you should say this in the letter. You know what? Maybe it's a good idea to talk about your goal. Maybe it's a good idea to meet with the principal in person. All of these things showed the principal the kind of character that he had, that the principal was able to find some program or something that he was able to do and leverage to help him. So it's important to note at the end here, it is always a person. It is another human being that connects you with your goal and desire. If you're desired for more money, you're going to have customers, you're going to have clients, and you better provide all kinds of value to them in return. Or circumstances just kind of happen and allow your desire to unfold. But people are always the last chain of events. There's a book called The Master Key System by Charles Hanall, and it, uh, it says this, that as you're visualizing, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the book in front of me, as you're visualizing and see the detail more and more clearly, the ways and means for bringing it into manifestation will become clear. One thing will lead to another. Thought will lead to action. Action will develop methods, methods or habits or a plan, something you do over and over again. That method will develop friendships, and those friendships will create circumstances until finally the third step, the final step in the process, manifestation, happens. That's how it works, through the principle of cause and effect. And if we look at the stick person, if we call, recall in your mind the conscious, the subconscious, and the, and the body, thought is non-physical. Thought is spiritual. Thought is vibrational. We take that thought and we put it into the emotions. We amplify it. We focus on it. We focus on the feeling of having it already and assuming that it's going to happen. And that's called confidence. That's called faith. And when we act in confidence and faith, that energy and vibration comes into our action and it leads us to do things we've never done before. Sometimes we're going to succeed. Sometimes we're going to fail. We need to adjust our behavior based on the results of what happens and we pivot and we modify what we're doing, but we hold the image of what we want. The thought causes feelings. The feelings causes behavior. New behavior causes new results until finally you find the method and voila, it happens. That's manifestation. That's the law of attraction. That's how it works. It's not mystical. It's practical. And someone might say, well, what's the difference between just setting this and setting a goal and working hard? None, except that you understand how your mind works so that you can use it more effectively. And you know that when you are thinking negative thoughts and when you're in a negative emotional state, all you're going to create is more negativity. So you need to focus on adjusting your mindset first. It's our attitude that we have towards the world that creates the world's attitude towards us. And if you are working in the right mindset, if your mind is locked into what you have, what you want, and in the confidence that you will achieve it, nothing can stop you. In fact, the only person strong enough from stopping you from living your desires is you, which just goes to show you how powerful you can be. This is not the end of this conversation. This is just the beginning of this conversation. In future seasons of this podcast, I want to dive into deeper concepts of mindset, deeper concepts of spirituality, of practical exercises for how to create the life that you want. But in essence, it's going to come to you because you have changed, you have reprogrammed your mindset towards the goal that you want, towards becoming the person you need to be to fulfill that goal. And then now you're just expressing it until ultimately the results change.
there's a truth that we need to accept, that we are spiritual beings having this human experience. And I'm not talking about religion. I think religion is, uh, for the most part, man's ideas, uh, mankind's ideas, trying to understand the infinite with the mind of a finite human being. You know, every word that's ever written about spirituality or God comes from a human mind. So it's just our understanding um, through, through the veil of humanity that comes up with a lot of these ideas of spirituality but we all know this. There's something more to our existence than just random cells happening. There's something else that is out there, and that is spirit. You can call it energy. You can call it a soul. You can call it consciousness. It doesn't really matter. You're a spiritual being having this human experience, and spirit desires one thing only, to grow, to expand. Nature shows this. Nature shows us how spirit operates. Everything in nature is abundant, and it is about growth, and it is about development, and further expressing itself. You know, uh, evolution, nature uh, shows us that in evolution, when an animal creates faculties of a higher plane of existence, those of the lower plane of existence fall away, and it evolves. It grows into something different. It manifests something, some new plane of life. Life is about growth and development, and so are you. This entire podcast so far has been about the principles of growth. Reprogramming your mind is all about growth. And what starts that entire process is you realizing, I haven't been growing. I haven't been saying yes to what it is that I want. I haven't been freely expressing myself. I've been living in a, in a bottle or a jar, and I have more life to express than that. In order to start moving forward, you have to start saying yes to yourself. What you want speaks in whispers of two kinds. Number one, dissatisfaction. What are the areas of your life that you are dissatisfied with right now? That you know you can do better. You know you can be better. You know you can have more or better than what you currently have. So dissatisfaction is your spirit saying you can do different if you just learned how to do it. And the other side, the other way that your spirit speaks to you is with your desire to say, you know what? I want this. I want that. You want that because you can have that. You want to do that because you can go do that. You want to become that because you can be that. Your spirit knows better than you do about your potential. And we have to start allowing that free expression. And here's the bottom line. With any dissatisfaction or any desire, it wants more life for you and for everybody else. Saying yes to your desires doesn't mean that you have to take from somebody else. Saying yes to your desire doesn't mean that you have to compete with other people or take from them. No, you will get what you want by helping other people live and express more of their life as well. That is how you continue to grow, by growing with others around you. There is a spiritual principle to this idea of law of attraction, of creating and generating life and how it all works together, and it's beautiful, but it's definitely something to be diving into in future seasons of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. There is so much knowledge out there that as you understand some of the nuance and some of the application of these ideas, you're able to more fully engage in the process of reprogramming your mind. You're, you're able to more effectively express yourself more. 
And I want to dive into some of those books, some of those topics, some of those ideas, and bring in guests and have conversations with other people that are in this same process of growth and creating the life that they want. I want to expand your exposure to some of these ideas. And why do I do this? Why do I do this? I do this because I am so grateful and so blessed to have the life that I have now. This wasn't my life just a short six years ago. My life looked nothing like it did now. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was struggling financially. I felt like a victim of my entire life. And all of those things have changed. I am happier. I am healthier. I am wealthier. I say yes to myself. I say yes to what I want. And it's all because of this these ideas. It's all because of this information that I have shared with you over the last 19 plus a couple of other bonus episodes. And I just want to share more. I want this to click with you. I want you to start implementing it. I want you to start changing your life. If any of these lessons, if any of this podcast has really made an impact with you and you feel like you want to take it to the next level, if you want to work with me personally, if you want my help in doing this, I am working with people continually. There's a link in the show notes where you can reach out and have a conversation with me. We can see if it's a good fit to work together or we can create a plan or I can help you manifest the money to be able to work with me. Like, let's just have a conversation about it. If you really want to get serious about changing your life, you have to make a decision that you're going to do something different. Decision is the starting point of all manifestation. Like decide that you're going to get emotionally involved with your goal. Decide you're going to do something different and do something that gets you committed. There's this great story in the book, Think and Grow Rich, about burning your ships. An army lands on the shores of the enemy and they're hopelessly outnumbered. But the leader of the army points back at the ships and gives a command to burn them. And the message to the army is clear. You are either going to fight and win or die trying. There's no retreat. Burn your ships, burn the bridges, do the things so that you have no choice but to move forward with your goals. That is what separates those who become healthy, happy, and wealthy from those that continue to struggle. And the last thing in the world I want for you is to continue the struggle. It's time to do something different. Wouldn't you agree? Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast so you never miss an episode. And I will be back again next week, moving into season two and a deeper understanding of all of this material. Until that time, remember, we become what we think about and so do you. <laughs>